Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Happy Wednesday. I know my podcast has been getting into some of the more emotional, airy-fairy, rah-rah-rah, wee, fun pieces of business and life lately. Um, So today, I want to dig into the other passion of mine, the other piece of what I do, which is, drumroll please, messaging. Oh, my role is to work with my clients in marketing their message into a way that their audience can understand and relate to. I do this through helping them with their social media content and their website content and their podcasts and and newsletters, anything like that. So the way that I decided I was going to start talking about some of these topics is that the other day, someone asked me what I did. And I know that I do this. I don't tell people what I do all of the time. I kind of hide behind the cloak of she built this or I put other people in the spotlight and never tell people what I do. That's not really doing anyone any favors that actually could use or want my services because I could be helping them, but by not sharing what I do, I'm not helping them at all. Now today, we are going to talk about how you can share what you do, but you're doing it in a way that really serves your customers and makes it about them. I like to explain it like this. If a person is unable to see or hear, you don't get mad at them or blame it on them and try to carry on normally in in your conversation with them. You need to match up to how they are communicating. So let's use a person that is unable to see. They have, um, we would communicate with them through something like Braille. If someone is unable to hear, you may communicate with them through something like sign language as the bridge in order to speak with them and share. And that's how I want us to think of our messaging in our businesses too. It's not your audience's fault if they're unable to relate to what you're saying. It's our job to connect with them and learn to say something in a way that they can understand. That's what I kind of do for my clients on a regular basis. So today, I'm going to teach you some of those content writing tips that I use on a daily basis to create connection with and attract ideal clients by making it about them and not us. Now, when I was a little kid, I had this newspaper I used to write called The Parent Street News, and I still have a copy of it because my mom sent it to me at the beginning of the year. She was cleaning out her cedar chest and found it and sent it to me. Essentially, it told the stories of the neighborhood in which we lived, and it gave people activities to do like Mad Libs. This was, of course, before I discovered how amazing crosswords are. Um, We told poems, we predicted the weather, and then I would go around the neighborhood on my pink banana seat bicycle with the noisy things on on my spokes and hand deliver it to everyone. When I got this in the mail at the beginning of the year, I was kind of recalling, you know, how much I loved to write back then. And I realized I've always loved creating content and writing, like even since I was just a little kid. But when I took a step back and asked myself, okay, why? It's because I 
I believe that what we write and what we share and create has the power to connect us to each other and build community and relationships, which in my opinion, relationships are, that is the key to selling yourself and getting those clients that you're looking for. So that was kind of my goal with the newspaper. I wasn't trying to get clients, of course, at like age 10, but I was just attempting to bring the citizens of the street, parent street together. Now, your business can also easily do this with your content and messaging, and so we're just going to kind of dig into how. We have to begin at the beginning. Let's start with who your customer is. If you haven't gotten clear on this, you're definitely going to want to start there. Um, I'm definitely happy to chat with you more and help you on that, but let's pretend for the sake of this podcast that you do know who your target client and market is. So it's really important to put yourself into their shoes. And I mean like really put yourself into their shoes. What are they experiencing before they find you? How do they feel? How do they feel about themselves? What is their family life like? What daily struggles do they have? What makes them happy? What are they doing right this very second? Now, I promise you, this isn't being like creepy, but the first thing that we did when we started to, when we opened a, or mattress store in Amherst, New Hampshire five years ago was we started kind of like mentally stalking our customers. We had a super niche market. It was organic bedding and mattresses. And so I had my customer avatar or prototype kind of narrowed into a couple of people. Um, One of them is the person that is stopping at my shop before they go you know, to Whole Foods or something like that. And what lights them up is that they just love to make their family healthier. They want to feel more aligned and comfortable together. They value nice quality things and will definitely pay more for them. But they also love to know that they're getting a deal. I found that a lot of the couples made decisions together, but typically one of the partners is dragging the other one to go in mattress shopping because One of them has this last on their list of fun things to do, but they each want each other to be happy and not complain about having a terrible sinking mattress at home. So once I started to learn and know these details, I was better able to talk to the people coming in because I knew where they were coming from. It also helped me to know where to advertise to them, what they were reading, what they were looking at. And I had a fairly solid idea sometimes what they were going to say before they even said it. So my brand was able to speak their lingo. And that's what I want you to do for you, with yours as well. I was actually trying to figure out like how to word this concept. And just this morning, I listened to Brene Brown's podcast interviewing Judd Apatow, and he said it perfectly. He said, the more specific you make it, the more universal it is. And I think it's because when we really describe these emotions and scenes and feelings in depth and in their most raw form, we all have something that we can relate to and identify with in that way. So let's use another example. Let's use my husband's painting business. And I'm gonna kind of embellish this one and lavish the details a bit just so you kind of get the picture. If you can, if you're not driving, um, close your eyes and imagine this. You step outside your house into the glorious New England summer morning. The sun is at the perfect spot in the sky where it's not quite too hot yet, but just enough that you don't need your sweatshirt. Your sneakers are all laced up. You grab the dog's leash and you're preparing for your walk. Oh my God. Okay. The sun that was like just 
beautifully pouring its light onto your cozy home is now showing all of the cracking paint and how badly your house needs a paint job. So now that sun is not hanging so perfectly in the sky, now it's embarrassing the heck out of you and reminding you you meant to call that paint company to come over and give you a free estimate, but your husband assured you he would do it himself. His honeydew list is already miles long and you know he is far too busy to get around to it for a long time. And let's face it, it's a way bigger job than you know he can handle. All right, now we're gonna pause our little story. So if you're a homeowner, maybe you felt like you were right there with that lady. She is clearly displeased and we're creating a feeling that others can see themselves in. And maybe it doesn't even relate to a paint job. Maybe it relates to their flower gardens or their lawn being mowed. But the more specific you can make this picture, the more others are able to see themselves in the story and the more real it becomes. All right, so now we're gonna, I'm gonna show you like how your company can kind of step in after you've painted the situation of frustration. Let's use a bookkeeper for this example. Tax season is upon you yet again and glaring back at you is the same shoebox of receipts that was last year at this time. You still haven't done anything with them yet. You just keep saying, oh, I'll get to that next week. I really need to carve out a couple hours to catch up on my books, but hashtag life happens. We all get that. And it sounds super boring and also like a big pain in the ass task. So what was hours of work is now probably going to be a solid weekend of work. Now you love working in your coaching business and you love helping your clients make big successes and changes in life. You love working on your business, but you do not love doing your books. That sounds like torture. So now we're going to bring ourselves in. We at Awesome Bookkeeper Services, LLC. We understand this frustration and the constant annoyance of having to do your books like looming over you. We don't want anyone to feel bogged down with these kind of tasks and we want to help. Now what you can do is kind of add in a call to action that works for you. Um, It's usually best if this is a little bit quick and dirty and not so overt. I'm being really overt in these descriptions and the story. I'm just kind of trying to paint a picture for you and give you an example. But simple little things like give us a call if you're feeling, if you're just thinking about preparing for tax season and we'll help you from start to finish so you can spend your time doing what you love, leave the bookkeeping to us, something like that. Essentially, the goal is to end up with your customer being the winner. You want them to be the one that is holding the reins and then you just help them win, but it is all about them. And as I said, I'm really kind of going over the top in giving you these examples. There are also more, there are also ways to be a little bit more subtle in your calls to action. You can always ask a question or um, drop a comment below, give them links to inquire more, take quizzes. Essentially, you want the next step for your customer, your ideal client to be very easy, painless, and you want them to have this feeling that they're kind of sharing and participating and connecting with you on whatever you are putting out there. So in my next episode, I'm going to take this a step further and talk about how you can share your products, your services, and all those other things that I know you're chomping at the bit to share with your customers in a way that really still makes it about them. I call it my formula, F-O-U-R-M-U-L-A, which it's just four things you can share with your customers. It helps to increase the connection with them, shows them that you know your stuff and helps 
you to build that trust that you're looking for from them. And who knows, it might also help you to stir up some ideas if you're kind of in a little bit of a rut thinking about what to share. So today's takeaway is this. It is about our customers and clients telling their stories and making it about them. They are the ones that we want to help shine. One book I really love that goes into way more depth on all of this is Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And a quote that he says in his book, which I love, is in every line of copy we write, we're either serving the customer's story or descending into confusion. We're either making music or making noise. Um, And he is really a great expert at clarifying your message so that your customers will listen and hear it. So I would highly recommend that book. As always, if you liked this podcast, I would absolutely love for you to write me a review. I'm going to start um, reading some of the reviews if they are appropriate to the situation so you can get your moment in the sun. And also coming up, we have some really exciting stuff. A lot of people have asked to learn more about social media. And so I am going to be bringing in an expert on that. We also have Angie Trueblood coming up who is going to share how to pitch podcasts and beyond. Um, And then we also have the teachers episode I have been talking about. So, and I'm going to pop in and share with you some little marketing tips and tidbits along the way. This is going to be a great summer and I really look forward to spending it with you. Let's level up and have some fun doing it. Have a great week, everyone. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.